Welcome to another episode of Mr. Therapist and the Cancer Podcast. We are your guide towards personal recovery, whether you're dealing with an addiction, a mental health issue, or you're just trying to figure life out. We empower your growth through candid conversations and demystifying the process of therapy. I'm Manny Romero, Jesse O. This week on Time Sessions, we process the day I tried to live. Also, with this month being Suicide Awareness Month, uh, we want to talk about that as well. That's right. That's right. Please make sure to follow us, subscribe, share the show if you find some value. Let's hit it. Dun, 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 dun. No, sorry. That's Hey, what's up? Here, here we, we go. go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. That was, that was John Cena's music I started off. Sorry, Big Dave. I didn't mean to start off the episode that way. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. We got yes. another episode this week. That's right. Mr. Therapist. Counselor. And the counselor. That's yeah. both of us, right? So what's going on? Not much, man. Yeah. We're much checking in, warming up, yeah. doing the warm-up thing. So this week we decided uh, before we went into the time session, based on our episode that we just recently recorded, we talked about having a little warm-up before we actually hit the clock. We start the real process. Because that's what you would do in therapy, right? Yeah. Like, as you said, like all joking aside, just a little BS to warm up before we get really into the root of um, what, what the theme and topic about. this yeah. week is. So I wanted to say a couple things from last week's episode. Yeah. Um, it is heavy is the head that wears the crown. Oh. We yeah, screwed that up. We did. Do you remember when I used to say the man that will become king when we used to work together the back then? The man who will be king. Yeah, you remember yeah, that? I do you remember did, when I said yeah. that? Um, do you know why I said that to you? Um, because you thought that we were like that I was going to step into clinical director. At some I thought, point. yeah, you were, you were going to be a leader. Yeah. You were going to be the man. Sorry, I let you down. <laughs> you didn't let me down, man. <laughs> no, I know. You, 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 uh, you rose to the occasion. The empire. So you did a full Michael Pena, if you know what I'm saying. So that's yes. an inside joke that you will not get to hear today. No. I miss it in the podcast, but you did, you, you rose to the occasion. <laughs> you rose to the occasion and you did you really stepped up but i Thanks. i knew from like a young age man this guy like he uh he uh yeah he, he had it he had that it factor oh, i appreciate it yeah dude. i mean that so also a couple of things we talked about last week uh we talked about the 72 seasons the, the yeah. first 18 years of life um the reference that james hetfield from metallica actually talked about was from the the big red book which i have never read and I actually am not that familiar with, but it's based on adult children of alcoholics. It's that, called the Big Red Book. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, you know, the, the, the blue book, the big blue book, because that's oh, yeah. Alcoholics Anonymous. But um, which I just thought that was so powerful in that because once again, his upbringing, being around, being an addict himself, and alcoholism. Yeah. So um, I thought that was important to talk. I just mentioned for the people that yeah. listened last week, yeah. and it was interesting too. Like I said, I've, we talked all this Metallica stuff, which we're, we're going to be done with Metallica after this. But um, there's Metallica, a song, Metallica, Metallica, Metallica. <laughs> trying to get the SEO. I like when you did last week. You said Master. But you do, you did that right? Yeah, did, yeah. you were so full freaking oh, passion. It was awesome, man. So so good. Kind of wish. Might- you- Daughter listened to Metallica now on the uh, way to jujitsu. We did it this man, morning, so yeah. you get all fired up. Yeah, get her fired up, get her going. Yeah. Do you know a song that you played that like she got her going? Um, or we just kind of like no, randomly just play all, it? like the whole guitar thing and the yeah. drums. She's just like, yeah, yeah that's crazy <laughs> in the car. So. But there was this. We talked about the light and the darkness last last week, and they actually have a song on the new album called uh, "Lux Eterna," which is Latin for um, "Eternal Light," which kind of references the idea of like 
once again finding the light in the darkness yeah. the stars and and that dark uh that dark night so yeah yeah i mean very appropriate for what we discussed last time right yeah. like yeah yeah for sure is there anything yeah so for you this week is there anything that you need to, to bring up and anything i need to bring up no um, i want to bring oh up. i'm excited i'm kind of nervous i uh, asked you to help me out and uh, come join me in uh, the empowered circle that i'm doing yeah yeah so i'm excited to start that up i feel like it's been a long time coming for me to like get a little group started like that uh to add to the just the services that we're offering uh, in my practice and um yeah, that'll be exciting. Putting that is a group exciting, together, man. group of guys. We're going to be talking about some emotional intelligence, emotional resilience. When is the date for that again? Supporting uh, September 12th, Tuesday, September 12th, mm-hmm. which will be passed when this. It would have already passed. Oh, man, you should have yeah. promoted hell this I know, before. I know, that's so. how I do, though. But, yeah, <laughs> but, but we're going to be. <laughs> that's how I do it. We're gonna, I don't promote. <laughs> I don't promote. I just do it. That's why no one shows up. No. Uh, <laughs> no, but we are going to be meeting every month. So um, hit me up. Let me know if you're interested, and uh, I can send you the link for the next date. But Jesse O is going to be in the house. Mm. Mr. Therapist, we're going to tag team mm. this. It's going to yeah. be sick. Um, I noticed that uh, you're drinking just the cold brew. Just so you're not nitro. drinking pumpkin spice. No, no, because according to the society's assumptions that Mexicans love pumpkin spice, I don't. I can't say that I do. Yeah, I said last week that white people love pumpkin spice. Did you say that? I did say that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's true. I think it's very true. It's generalizing. Yeah, I think so. White people love Ben Affleck too. Yeah. You know the Kardashians like white people now. Do they? Yeah. They're going through like a white guy face. That's awesome. So I have a chance. Diversity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta talk to my wife about that. But um, this week, do we want to start the clock right now? Let's start it. Yeah. Let's get going. All right. So time sessions, the clock is going to start right now. Um, I'm a little nervous about this week because this is a very serious to- topic, a very serious month. Maybe we could put this out there already, but um, this week is Suicide Awareness Month. Uh, the colors actually, I, I wore I got purple in the shirt. I think this is a little green, but no. colors are purple, purple and teal. That's just as like a just a mention. I wanted to share that. But um, with it being suicide aware, does it have anything to do with suicide? Is that no, dude? That's just the colors they chose, man. Oh, they chose those yeah, colors. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. Cho- yeah, I'm like, why are you talking about your shirt right now? <laughs> I don't know. I just saw that they like oh, okay. you know for a ribbon. If you see oh. a ribbon, maybe somebody rocking a ribbon. You're you like, really thought this out. You could have communicated <laughs> with your co-host. Hey, man! Anytime you rock the purple pants. <laughs> It's an awareness yeah. month, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but I wanted to give the number here, uh, the National Suicide Prevention number. Actually, there's two different numbers. Manny, what's the first one? The first one is uh, it's a new number, nine eight eight. And if, if you just dial that, it's a crisis line. Crisis line, suicide prevention line. Yeah. yeah. And there's also one that's been I think around for a long time. It's the one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. That's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. We, I mean, we try to make um, light of like what's going on with mental health and addiction on this podcast, um, but uh, take cons- make it consumable yeah. for 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 all audiences to, right. to receive because yeah. not everyone can is a you know it will, a, a very serious conversation won't appeal to a lot of people, but I think everyone or most people need to hear about mental health stuff, and so we kind of. Yeah. yeah, make it more consumable, right, for people. But this is a serious topic we're going to talk about today. Yeah, this impacts um, people I've known, uh, people you've known. Uh, before we go, yeah, I, I, actually, I asked you first was like you've most definitely experienced clients that have probably have 
lost hope uh, and have probably sat in you know the, on the couch with you and the chair with you and have spoke about like those type of thoughts. So when you do experience a client that's going through that or you get a sense of that, we can go through the whole little bit tiny of the clinical portion of just like what do you do when somebody's actually thinking about it, like s- discussing the honest thoughts about it. Yeah. Um, anything, yeah, if you want to take this and just kind of share your experiences and yeah. what do you do with that? How do you handle that as a therapist? So there's like, there's a couple different levels to it. I think as a therapist, clinically, ethically, and our responsibility is to like when when we're encountering someone who's in that mind state of mind, like we have to come up with a plan for them, right? And so kind of make sure that like we have a, we assess the like level of, a crisis they're in right like is it just because these things come in levels is it a thought is it a thought with an intention is it a thought with an intention and a plan like how likely are you to actually do this and in, in the immediate future um and we come up with a plan uh to depending on where they're at just to make sure that they're safe but i think like in a just like a genuine like what do you do if you don't have this obligation how do you help somebody um just connect with them. You know what I mean? And I think for people who haven't deal with dealt with this before, if it's a family member, a friend or someone that you're seeing, um, a lot of times I think the, in, the internal response is to want to like convince them to not do it or convince them to, to find help or to kind of snap them out of it in some way. But, um, and I took a training on this a, a while back ago, but uh, as a, as a therapist actually, what I want to do is talk more about it, like understand like, where they're at, you know, and not be afraid of the conversation. Does that make sense? Like, and, and just create a relationship where you're just understanding what they're feeling on the inside, understanding like where some of the pressure or some of the, um, pain is coming from. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what, what I do is just, I try to connect with somebody, um, try to understand them, try to see them in their pain, be with them, in their pain and um that's kind of like what i can probably best do for someone on top of the planning to make sure that they're doing okay afterwards yeah working in addiction recovery there's sometimes a thought process for me when i see somebody that's so deep in their addiction maybe they come into like a program or treatment or to therapy counseling whatever it is uh and they're not ready and um maybe they're still so deep in that mindset uh, I sometimes I'll I'll have this thought of like maybe they're too far gone at this point in time, and what I mean by that is like maybe I don't want to say I'm hopeless, but maybe there's not a sense of recovery at least right now in that moment. Like there's only I'm so limited on what I could do. Like they're not ready right now. Yeah, has there ever been moments for you when somebody is in deep of their depression or even like the top of I don't want to say they're in sui- having suicidal thoughts or maybe suicidal ideations, but have you ever thought like I don't know what I can do for this person besides you know trying to f- finding a way to connect but the connect the shots are missing you're not yeah. you're not hitting um has there been a level of sense of just like how do I deal with somebody that's not not like I said too far gone not ready to to come back yeah I think um I I gotta if I do ever have that expectation I gotta check that expectation at the door because um you know as a therapist you battle between like how much can I actually do for someone, especially if someone is in a state of mind and 
maybe they're not in a place where they can leave that state of mind yet right and so i think there's room for for that being true so no i can't always put it on me to like like get them out of that state of mind get them out of that i think readiness of change right Mm -hmm. sometimes someone yeah like a lot of times i'm thinking about a lot of different sessions i've had where you know people are depressed for months right like there's a few sessions of like just connecting and that's all we're really doing for the whole 50 minutes and like as 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 little that movement that might seem like in the big run in the big sort of like grand scheme of things that can be a lot for a client to just have someone listen to them because a lot of the times in that moment you know you feel like you're a burden you feel like nobody wants to listen to you you feel like no one gives a shit about what you have to say Mm -hmm. so just the fact that someone's giving you a connecting with you giving you a place to talk they care about what you have to say they ask you questions on the things that you're talking about they want to understand more like sometimes that's like that is a lot for that individual person just to be like fuck thank you for that hour yeah you know yeah that means the world to them yeah it yeah. can shift i mean and i've noticed for myself personally like sometimes when i feel like something is never ending uh it, the idea of just even the the opportunity just to like share a little bit can just be so relieving and can, can shift the mindset at least for a little bit yeah. for that. If you're especially, obsessed on the thought. So especially if you have that feeling of like, I'm burdening someone by sharing this with them yeah. or like people don't have time to hear this or, you know, like no one cares that I feel this way. Like if you can flip that expectation around for someone who thinks that, and they're like experiencing you wanting to know more, yeah. wanting to be there like that can be a powerful shift for somebody. It's interesting, interesting that you use the word expectation because I was uh, I heard this song recently and it said that hope is a dangerous little thing and I I was like I mean I heard that and I was like wow because I always saw hope as such a positive thing. But it sense it's such a dangerous thing cuz we keep we we keep hoping uh, for something uh, and and tomorrow never brings it. Um, and even through the uh, what I was doing research with the Suicide Awareness Month was that their their moniker for the for this month this year is creating hope through action. Um, but I was thinking about hope and how hope is it can be this unrealistic expectation sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I was going to talk about that, but then when I read that whole hope through action, so if there is hope and you're creating an expectation from something that you're hoping comes through. The action to that might be accepting that this is not the path for you and I've got to find other avenues to get to where I need to be. May may it be like happiness or um, whatever, whatever the goal is. So it's not to quit on yourself. I know it's an old thing when people say, uh, I remember growing up and it's something I would hear people say like, you know, suicide is the easy way out. And, um, I, I've worked with people that have been so depressed and so down. Uh, to them, like life is not easy at all and has never gotten easier, right? right? So I um, I feel like, uh, what, what do you think of that whole idea, like that concept? What would, if somebody were to say that, because I also realize that that is said a lot of times for people that have experienced somebody that have lost somebody to suicide and they're hurt. Yeah. Um, there are, you know, there are options. There are, there are ways to address those things. But do you ever hear that people say that anymore? Like that, that people maybe, yeah, hope. Like no, no, like the, the whole thing with the, like suicide is an easy way out. Yeah, suicide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think people. There's still. I mean, if, if someone hasn't experienced suicidal ideation or suicidal thoughts, I think 
when you say suicide is an easy way out, do you do you mean to say like minimizing the pain that someone's going through? Almost I like think saying it's, like, I oh, think, they're being weak by by. I think that I, a lot of times I get that from the person. Yeah. That knows somebody's that yeah, that's yeah. attempted the suicide or that, that's kind of come from hurt. Though, yeah, right? yeah, I think so. Like, that's, that's where it is. It's a pain. pain yeah, of like a justification for almost like this anger maybe towards a person for choosing the easy route, right? And I, you know, the last time I uh, I had a conversation with someone who was close to that, I think, you know, we were talking about just that, like how like no, there is no easy route. Like someone who experiences suicidal ideation isn't like oh man like this is an easy option for me there's contemplation and contemplation around do i do this do i not like who am i gonna let down how is this gonna go down for the people i love like there is a lot of thinking around that so this is not an easy it's not like you know they they just were like you know what screw it like it's not that easy i guess of a of a i don't know what do you call it like a process of, of, of thinking about this um, but I, I can understand like family members who are in pain or people who don't understand that perspective because maybe they haven't felt that pain themselves can kind of you know see that and then almost say like hey like this person just did the weak thing right or like to, yeah yeah hey I just I do want to ask because I was going to share a story I don't know how much time we get Brandon like how much time do we have I just wanted to ask you Eight minutes. Okay, um, I wanted to bring this up because I think this is important for this um, for this uh, episode, and it's not. I'm a little uncomfortable sharing it and talking about it, but I did want to bring it up. But um, in the year of uh, this is this is also uh, Recovery Month, I believe as well, mm-hmm. right? So interesting. They both tie in. It's all mental health addiction. This is what a lot of this podcast is supposed to represent is supporting that right through our conversations and being vulnerable. But uh, in June of uh, 2013. I had reached a point in my life where I felt like life was just too hard and I didn't want to do this anymore. And I was heavy in drug addiction, heavy in using, and I was living with somebody that I had no emotional connection with. And um, I was really kind of finding, trying to find my way out. Like I really was desperate. I didn't really know how to ask for help. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what, like what it meant to like get off, how to, could I get off drugs? I didn't know how to have that open conversation with people. So I remember it was late June. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I remember I had a conversation with the girl that I was living with. And I remember she said something to me about how, like, not the person you're not the person that I that I met and like she really ripped me down uh, and I think she had every right to say that I'll say that because I had really fallen apart uh, I remember her saying like you know you kind of almost like I remember the word disgusting and maybe that word wasn't even said because like my memory can be a little um, it wavers as the years go on and I try to replace the more good memories than the the bad yeah, memories right yeah. uh, but I remember her saying something along the lines of that because I was falling apart physically I wasn't taking care of myself I remember I had like rotting teeth in my mouth I had like an infection in my toe um, I had gained like weight, uh, probably the heaviest I'd ever been. I just wasn't taking care of myself. Mm. Uh, and I just, I, I felt disgusting on the inside, on the outside. So I thought to myself, I don't think I want to do this anymore, right? So I ended up um, reaching out, <laughs> I was going to say reach out to a friend. Uh, if you want to call him that, he was somebody I bought drugs from. So I'd asked if I could uh, get a gun from him. Uh, I didn't really go into details why, but I finagled my way into getting like a gun. And may I say, 
I don't know how to use a fucking gun all that well. <laughs> and I think my, uh, but I think there was just kind of like this desperation. I was like, maybe I'll get a gun and I could do something with it. Yeah. Um, so I remember I, I got the gun from him and I went to a concert. It was June 29th. I went to a concert in Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure it was June 29th. Uh, it was a Saturday. Went down to LA, had the gun in my car. Uh, the bands that we're going to see <laughs> were Everclear, Live, and Filter. They're for the 90s fans, rock fans, alternative fans. You can look that up. Uh, I went into the concert. I was loaded out of my mind on opiates too. I went into the show. <laughs> I remember uh, I was de- contemplating, like, what should I do with this? I don't really know what to do. Like, the the dude had showed me how to use the gun, but I was like, yeah. is this just a cry for help? But I don't know what I was crying for help for, right? So I got down there, and I went to the concert, and I remember <laughs> I was so mad because one of the band's lead singer wasn't in the band anymore. <laughs> My initial thought, I laugh because it's so ridiculous, but I was like, fuck it. You know what? This sucks. Like, life sucks. The lead singer's out in this band. This is the night. So mm-hmm. I went into the car and I sat in there for hours and I had the gun and I did a lot of like thinking and touching the gun and playing with the gun. But there was a part of me like I was like, I was, this is kind of terrible to say and I, I want people to take it for what it is. But like I was scared I just fucked that up too. Like if I used a gun and tried to kill myself, I'd probably just do something really mm-hmm. wrong. And uh, I was like, I can't even do this right. So part of me was like, um, uh, I, I, I got up to the roof and I was like looking to maybe like maybe I could jump off the roof type yeah. of thing. I don't remember the moment. Maybe the moment is just I finally just quit on that idea. Yeah. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't call anybody. But something inside me decided not to do that night, do it that night. And I don't know if it was, there was a moment of in my loaded mind, that self-reflection of like, I don't have to end life my, this way. And even though a lot of my hero heroes uh, throughout my life have died, like, you know, maybe because they were addicts and they didn't know how to get better or they overdosed. And even some of my heroes have committed suicide. Mm. Um, even after I got sober, I look at the people that I've really like grown, grown fond of fond of. And, um, but anyways, in that moment I decided not to. And then after that, uh, shortly after that, I realized that my life, I didn't know what to do. I called my mom and I told her, I didn't tell her about that. And I haven't told too many people about this story right here, but I just told my mom I need to start over and I didn't know how to do it. I told her I was, I had this really severe drug problem. I don't know how to quit, but I realized I need to leave this place that I live, the state that I'm at, the state of California, all of it, the state of mind I was in and just, I need to start over. Mm. And that began like my recovery from drugs, but it also became like that rebuilding of realizing like life has been, I felt at times difficult for me mentally. And sometimes I feel like I can't get through it, but you can. And even present day, I have something that I want to remind people is like, you never know what people are going through. So I think it's so important to, Check in on your friends. Yeah. See how they're doing. Because you never know. You There could be somebody, there could be a friend of yours like me who didn't know what to do. Yeah. It seems so simple to ask for help. Mm. It, even like, you know, to get sober or whatever it is, but like it's not yeah. because it's, there's so much shame and guilt. Mm. And I felt so much shame in that night and that evening. It's just yeah. like, as I said, I sat in my car for hours contemplating like yeah. my life. And I, I wish I could give you a more detailed explanation of what turned it off. No, you don't need to. But I'm so happy I was able to turn that off that thought at least in that moment and sometimes the darkness comes back in and i have negative thoughts and dark thoughts and because i always think at some point in time 
because my life has been so good. I like to build things up so I can burn them down. Yeah. Sometimes you need to also experience the darkness. I think to understand, like, I don't. I, don't, I really, I really don't want this. I really don't want yeah. to do this, right? Or like that. And I'm just so happy that you didn't act on it that night, man. And like, yeah, that you, we have the opportunity to to meet afterwards, to work together, to to get to know a different part of yourself, you know, and uh I mean you have a beautiful family now, like wow, like you let the, you really let that tape fucking play through. You know? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Like if you if you could have a conversation with that Jesse right now. Like Man. holy crap, right? Like yeah. I probably needed like a clearer me to like talk to. Yeah. Um yeah, I just needed somebody. And yeah. that's sometimes what it is. You just sometimes you just need somebody. Yeah. So um yeah, keep an eye on people that Absolutely. you care about and you love. I know that life takes us in different directions and there's so many people like I'd say every, almost every day there's people that I think about different and I'm like, oh, "I need to text this person cuz I want to grab lunch with them or you know, but but then something happens. Yeah. You know, like I'm in dad mode or in um work mode or husband mode, but like Try to make time to stay connected to the people that have impacted you that that you love, um, because it's uh, it gets pretty lonely out yeah. here and scary, and we get in our heads with a lot of different yeah. things. So very true, man. So wow. Well, thanks for sharing that, dude. Yeah, I really, check out yeah, that yeah, bomb fuck, this yeah, week. That's amazing, dude. <laughs> I'm really happy. I never heard that story before. Yeah. I'm really happy. I get to get to know that part of you, and uh, and you shared that with with me and with us today yeah, yeah hell yeah that's awesome man so we're almost out of time oh damn it's that time <laughs> <laughs> i should make a bunch of jokes because i'm so uncomfortable with the, the share but um not uncomfortable with the share yeah. just like when i tend to like joke about something like if i say something really heavy i'm like gotta use humor but um you don't always have to use humor it's okay to be serious yeah. and straight up and uh there's a lot of beauty in that just show so. up that way hell yeah, yeah so yeah. thanks for your time mr absolutely. therapist absolutely until until next week. Until next time. See ya. <laughs>